best job leaders will have a plan for how they attack every project that they work on. They will gather their team. They will communicate effectively what the plan is, how much time is available for each different uh, component of, of the project, and they'll sequence the job out. So this is the classic failing the plan is planning to fail. So are, do all of your job leaders approach jobs from a standpoint of we're going to all talk, we're going to meet, and we're going to come up with how we're going to attack this thing. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. Happy to have you here. Today, we're talking about job site leadership. It's also the topic of an upcoming virtual workshop that we're hosting in January for our summit members and their teams. I asked Colin Nolan, senior business coach here at Nolan Consulting Group, and because he's also the primary facilitator of this workshop, to join us, teach us about the content itself, who it's intended for, and why it's so important to get this role right. We want to make sure that your job leaders have the tools to be successful. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. Let us get into it. Colin Nolan, welcome back to the podcast. How are we today? Uh, we're good. We're good. It's my first time recording a podcast in the, the new studio here. You've been doing it for a little while. A little while now. It's fun. But we got some new uh, sound effects you're showing me. We got a, a fancy studio, so we're moving on, on up in the world here. We sure are. So a warning to the listeners. You will likely hear some sound effects throughout this particular conversation because uh, Colin has them geared up, ready to go. Well, it's, it's more like you have them geared up, ready to go. I have them go. geared up. Yeah. But you, you've got signals to, to tell me sure, where to use them. exactly. <laughs> we'll see if I use any. All right, all right. Let's, let's really dive into the topic here. Colin, why are you and I connecting today? What is the topic of this conversation? Yes, so we are holding a job site leadership workshop uh, starting in January, and we thought this would be a really good form to kind of re review uh, what we're going to be diving into in that workshop, why it matters, some things people attending can expect, all that good stuff. Exactly. A lot of our clients know that we offer workshops to our Summit members and their teams throughout the year, both in person and virtual. A lot of the developmental um, in different departments, uh, workshops that we do offer are, are virtual, um, you know, from job site leadership to advanced crew leader, financial fundamentals, situational leadership, family business, a lot of good content that is delivered to our clients throughout the year. And we're kicking off 2024 with job site leadership. One of our most popular workshops, I might argue. I would say... Good, right? Yeah. Should, I mean, we'll, we'll get in. We'll get into it, of course. But I think we'll it should, about why. probably should be the most popular one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, job set leadership is also formally known as crew leader training for those clients that have been around uh, working with Nolan Consulting Group for a long time. That that name change was made about a couple of years ago, um, and and as well as kind of a, a reworking of the content itself to make sure that we are giving you all um, the most up to date information and kind of covering all bases. So let's dive into just some information about the workshop itself so you can make a decision on whether or not this is a good workshop for your team to attend. Even if it's not a good workshop for you, you your team to attend, I think there might still be some takeaways that you can take back to your own trainings. Like oh, sure, what are the things this. that we're going to be hitting on mm -hmm. and how can you incorporate that into your the trainings, even if you're not coming to the workshop. So Absolutely. Colin, why is this particular workshop so important? Yeah, so I did some thinking on this. Um, 
you know, one, one of the main drivers to profitability and growth in business is predictability, right? It's, it's why we look to system, systemize everything. We talk a lot about systems here. For those of you who have listened to the podcast and, and work with us, systems are everything. Um, and how we produce our products, what we actually do, the end product we're delivering, it needs to be consistent and predictable, consistent and predictable. A lot of people have a hand in this. Really, every employee in the company has a hand in this. But in my opinion, the, the person that is overseeing the job site is the number one driver of this consistency and predictability. Uh, they are the one, you know, we, it could be under a lot of different titles, uh, job leader, crew leader, uh, foreman, uh, product uh, or um, uh, project manager. Uh, but whoever is, is responsible for the work being produced on that job site, it's their job site, um, are you confident that they are trained to perform your company's production system to the same high-quality standard every time? Um, we, we were forced to conduct a, a ranking of the most important systems in business, in your business, in, in the trades industry. I would say how your company runs a job and produces the work that is the end product, would be probably my vote for the number one system. So this workshop is, is really geared towards, our, is every job leader trained the right way, the way we want them to be running jobs and we're not there. And for those that, you know, this, I think it hits those that maybe are new to the training, but also we often see a lot of uh, revisiting attendees to these workshops, which is great every year, kind of coming in for a refresh that to me shows that the the business owners and the companies here are continuously looking at getting better at what they do. What is uh, repetition, Molly? It's the motor of learning, right? So, I think that's that would be a takeaway for people listening to this. Is yeah, I, I I've trained my, my job leaders myself on how to run a job. Great, do it again. And then and do it again the next year. And then do it again the next year. It, this is These systems need to be continually reinforced because oftentimes life gets messy and, and we end up forgetting different aspects of different systems and consistency starts to wane. So mm -hmm. doing as, uh, I, I would say, at least once a year would, would be my recommendation. That continuous improvement is one thing that we, we truly believe in here. All right. When it comes to job state leadership, uh, Let's dive into the, the, the workshop content a little bit and what we deliver. What are the key areas of responsibility that we're looking to hit on? So the, the classic uh, analogy we use is the three-legged stool. Uh, for those of you who have been around Noel Consulting Group for a while, you, you definitely would have heard of this. And I think Brian and Connell came up with it one, one night at a bar somewhere when one of them probably fell off their stool. Uh, <laughs> Where they do their best thinking. Yeah. Um, so the three-legged stool is managing the customer, it's managing the job, and it's managing the employees. Uh, a great job leader needs all three of those things uh, in order to be a great job leader. They need to know how to do them well. They need to have a consistent process for how they do all three things. If one of those legs, as we call it, was to fail, the stool fails, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if you have someone that's great at managing employees and great at managing customers but can't manage a job, not going to work, and the same would be for the other, you know, for each of the other individual, uh, individual legs of the stool. So um, that is kind of what we're tackling here. We tackle this workshop through those three modules, if you will. 
And we'll dive into those three modules a little bit more to, to kind of peel back some particular content there. Um, the workshop starts off, though, with a phrase, and I'd love to dive into it. Their system versus our system. What does that mean? So whenever you're dealing with, with customers, there's always a system in play. Um, this, uh, this is true for, for sales, right? There's, just, there's sales systems in plays. There's production systems in play. Um, if you're not, whether, whether you're, you're teaching and advocating for a system to be followed or not, one is happening. So we want consistency. We want predictability. And we do that through making sure customers jump onto our system. So it's through things like crew leader ownership, uh, scripts for start of the job, for the first day of the job, uh, pausing, reflecting, and choosing. What's our system for, for that when there are issues with a customer or with, a, uh, with, with a, uh, an employee? Um, whereas the customer system, would, that would be them leading you around. And you know, each customer would have their own system. Uh, where they would lie, steal, deny, and batter, right? Connell uh, does a, 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 has some great stories about uh, customer systems when we do this, this workshop. Um, but you got to get the customer off of their system, how they want to lead the job, and you need to bring them onto your system. You have a consistent way that you produce the work in your company, your customer needs to fall in line with that system uh, or it's not going to go well uh, in any number of ways. Maybe not a good customer fit. Right. So you're really setting the tone for the workshop by understanding kind of like why we're here, right? It's, it's teaching our system. And by our system, I mean the system of each company that is running their own processes. Right. Each company needs to have their own system. Yep. Uh, no one company is going to run a job the same way. Uh, but there are definitely through lines uh, within each company yep. that uh, the best service companies do certain things. So there, there are definitely themes. So we would encourage anybody listening to this, every company that we work with, you know, take the content that you receive and then look at it and say, okay, how do we, do we need to make any changes? Do we need to make any updates to make this our way. Yeah. To, as with all things we do here, it's yep. it's take it, customize it, and make it your own. Make it your own. Yeah. All right. Let's dive a little bit deeper into each leg of the stool, each of which holds um, and bears a lot of responsibility and weight to the success of the job leader. Uh, let's start with managing the job. What are some of the, the key components of this particular stool that you look to focus on in this workshop? Yeah. I would say managing the job is, is probably, if you don't have a, a um, a way you look at job leaders, you might think managing the job is their only job. It's kind of the obvious one. You need to, to do the job well. You need to make sure that it's profitable, all that stuff. So um, job planning and sequencing is really the first thing we look at here. Um, the, uh, the, best, um, the best job leaders will have a plan for how they attack every project that they work on. They will gather their team. They will communicate effectively what the plan is, how much time is available, for each different uh, component of, of the project, and they'll sequence the job out. Um, so the, this is the classic failing to plan is planning to fail. So are, do all of your job leaders approach jobs um, from a standpoint of before we just attack this thing, we're going to all talk, we're going to meet, and we're going to come up with how we're going to attack this thing. Um, bad job leaders will just show up and say, let's, let's get started without really any understanding of where we're at, what has to get done by when. If it's a long project 
as well, that's when a lot of uh, trouble can happen because you have you have these job leaders that might have you know a thousand hours on a project, so there's they're not really stressed in the beginning because I got plenty of time to do this, right. right? And then halfway through, you look up and you go, "We are way behind. How did this happen?" It happened every single day, not planning, making small, uh, having small mistakes that add up over time. So every single day should be planned out, and every single day should have a different. Uh, game plan and plan of attack that everyone's on the same page about. So, because yeah, not only does it impact, you know, your business, if there are other contractors or laborers on the job who need to get in and do things on on certain timelines, they need to be aware of the of the planning and the sequency too. So it's not just you sometimes, not just your team. It's affecting a lot of parts of of the larger project. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move into this, the next component of this. And this is understanding of the financial components. And I love that we teach this in this workshop. Yeah, this one, I don't know if controversial is the word, but, uh, you know, not a, lot of, uh, not a lot of trade industries out there are, are really transparent with uh, people on a job leader level about here's how much we charge per hour. Here's how much we expect to make in profit for that hour. Um, we think it's pretty important. Um, you know, we, we say it all the time that, all your employees already think that you're a, a millionaire, so uh, why not just be transparent and let them have the real picture, right? So do your job leaders know the ramifications of when a job goes over by eight hours, 16 hours, 24 hours? Yeah, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? Is it Are these just random numbers that don't mean anything to them? Or do they understand that when a job goes over by X amount of hours, the company's losing money? Um, that can't happen. So we, we, we like to break down an hour into how much revenue per labor hour is brought in, how much goes profit, that that then uh, gives to the company to then pay overhead, and then what is left in operating profit. Uh, that way, when someone says we're over by four hours or we're under by four hours, there's some sort of meaning to that. It's not just random, random numbers. I think it's important to note that we don't dive into tons of detail. We don't try to pull apart a whole financial workbook. But the goal is to really show, you know, think of a pie chart and breaking it into sections of where does the money go that the job is bringing in. It's important for people to realize what part that they play in the bigger picture. So give them the tools at least to get started in in thinking a little bit differently. Okay, last component here, the use of systems and scripts. Yeah, um, I'm a, a massive proponent of systems and scripts. Uh, I think how you conduct the experience that the customer receives is kind of the differentiator between you and the next the next uh, company, right? Company X. Um, a lot of times, the companies we work with are the most expensive companies in their area for whatever service they are providing, um, and no doubt they are great craftsmen and they're great at what, what they do, but the experience the customer receives is oftentimes the differentiator that um, is is what they're willing to pay the extra right. extra dollars for. And that so much impacts the brand reputation. Exactly. So, it, and it's also great for, you know, we'll talk about managing customers in a minute, but um, uh, how to manage their expectations. So do, do your, all of your employees, do they start a job the same way? how they introduce themselves to the customer, how they set up the job site, how they leave a customer, what they do, you know, if, if, if you're on projects that last multiple days, what do they do at the end of each day? 
is it consistent? If uh, crew A and crew B are on two different job sites an hour away from each other, are those customers receiving the same experience? And the surefire way of making sure that happens is through systems and scripts. So first day of the jobs, uh, first day of the, of the job system, um, operating a job system, closing out a job system. Does your company have those? Does everybody know them? And then, of course, the most important thing is, are they, are they really followed? Uh, which, which is oftentimes uh, not done when you think it is being done. How do you measure, and maybe this is something you go into during the workshop, but how, do, how does a team know if their job scripts are not being followed? It's a great question. I think you, there's probably a couple of different ways you could find out. Um, I think when mistakes start happening and jobs aren't uh, coming in on time or customers are unhappy, when there's little signals like that, flares coming up, like, hey, things are going wrong yeah. at an increased rate, that's when I would look to go, all right, let's look under the hood here a little bit and start to look at the actual behaviors because the results aren't good, whether the jobs are coming in you know, too too far over, mm-hmm. or the customers aren't happy. So we know the results aren't good. What are the behaviors that are potentially leading to those results? So then you might do some job audits. Uh, you might begin to have some meetings with um, your field leaders all the way down to your job leaders. You might show up on a job site to see uh, how are you starting a job and just do some random ride-alongs and audits. Um, but I, I would normally you know, trust but verify. So if things are going well and the results are great and you've been training this stuff, there's no real need to get you know suspicious. But I would say when the results start to uh, be negative, you start to look under the hood a little bit. There's some cause for concern yeah. and, 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 and cause to, to look into it. Okay, managing, managing the job, check. Let's move on to that second stool. Managing employees. Yeah, so now we're moving into managing employees, and the third the third leg is managing customers. Both of these two can be done without a ton of knowledge of whatever service you're providing, right? You'll notice only one leg of the stool really uh, has to do with producing the work of the work, because now we're dealing with with people. Um, and so, people leadership is very different than job than you know on the job leadership. Yeah, so you know, when we, when we talk about managing employees, we we hit on the, the biggest thing we hit on is is um, giving feedback. Um, there's so much stigma around giving feedback, how it's going to be received. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Everyone struggles with it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, so we really get into why it's important and how it's really a gift that you're giving if you look at it the right way. Because whether you give this person the feedback or not, they're still doing something wrong. And it's still impacting how you view them. It's going to impact their career prospects at your company. So really the best gift you can do is to give them that, that feedback. So first is getting their buy-in, getting job leaders buy-in. That feedback is a good thing, which is sometimes hard to do. Yep. And then, all right, great. Now we're all on the same page. That feedback's good. How do we do it? What are the, the, the different um, word tracks that you can use? When should you do it? And the end of day, beginning of the day, right? Um, so we really get into all aspects of that. We talk a little bit about uh, emotional intelligence, yeah. why uh, some, certain people kind of blow up, um, well, what's actually happening in the brain, which is a little, it can be a little t- technical at times, but we kind of talk, we, we'd like to kind of uh, peel back there and, and why do people have blow ups? And that leads us into the PRC, pause, reflect, and choose. So you you are not held at gunpoint all day long with, you have to decide right now, or you have to react right now. 
we often think that we're put in these positions where we have to constantly react to what's going on around us. And when people realize you don't have to react, you can take it in, you can say, give me an hour, give me a couple minutes, I need to think about this. Um, your options for how to respond to difficult situations really opens up. Um, so PRC is a big thing we talk about with managing employees, uh, giving feedback, how to do huddles, uh, goal setting, all that good stuff. To not have to live in a place where you have to, where you feel like you have to be in defensive mode all the time, that takes a lot of stress off one's shoulders, mm -hmm. right? You can take a deep breath. And again, you know, we are not perfect here. Gosh, we all could use moments in our day-to-day -day where we could practice PRC a little bit better. Um, it's something that we just all have to continue to recognize. Okay, managing customers, the third leg of the stool. Yeah, um, so, so how you handle customer service, that's, that's kind of the X factor, right? We talked about it uh, earlier, and the biggest dif differentiator between you and company X is going to be the experience that customers are re receiving. So a big thing we talk about is plus ones. Uh, are you going above and beyond for the customer to delight them and give them the type of experience that they want to become, that's going to make them become kind of raving fans? So um, that that's certainly something that people don't often look for, but goes a long way. Um, Additional work orders is, is an, another thing that, that we talk about. It's, it's a great way to help the sales team and, and yourselves. A lot of times job leaders will have um, uh, additional work goals, uh, especially in the slow times. Um, and that's difficult. I mean, you're really asking them to step into the sales type role. So um, giving them great word tracks for how to sell AWOs and, and to, uh, how to talk to customers about that is something that we, we, we uh, are really... Uh, stressing, um, but what probably the biggest thing we we address in this managing customers uh, module is how do you handle upset customers and difficult customers? How do you defuse the bomb? How do you avoid bombs going off before they even go off? Um, we talk a good amount about crucial conversations and how to uh, disarm the customer, how to get them into the palm of your hand, um, how to own mistakes. Um, a lot of times some, some, some bad job leaders and bad, bad trades companies will try to cover up mistakes to avoid is issues, right? You're just kicking the can down the road a little bit. Um, so keeping customers happy, and it really that all comes back to managing expectations. Do, do your job leaders know how to manage the expectations of the customer so that they are not expecting things and not receiving them? I, I, I heard it somewhere that all arguments or disagreements or fight, whatever it is, stems from expectations not being met. Someone thought something was going to happen a certain way, and it didn't happen that way, and that caused them to react negatively, right? Um, I thought this person was going to give me room to drive my car, and instead they cut me off. That makes me upset, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought this employee or this, this trades person was going to produce work a certain way. It didn't happen. That makes me upset. I thought the restaurant I was going to go to was going to give me a great dinner and it was, exactly. and it was going to be awesome service and it was not met. They're, they're promises that feel like we've been broken. Exactly. And sometimes they're promises that really were made and other times promises weren't made and they were assumed. Um, so communicate, communicate, communicate with the customer from the first day to the last day. Here's what happened. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the mistake we made. Here's how we're going to fix it. 
all of these things go into keeping a customer happy and having and avoiding them from leaving a bad review, which is obviously one of the things that we want to look to avoid. Right. We want customer repeat situations and glowing Google reviews, not the opposite, which can um, do so much damage. And yeah. you don't want have to have to spend time on that. Right. I So it, it is, there's three legs to the stool. It's the job, the employees, and the customer. I would say if there was a quad leg, if we were one of those stools that had four four legs. Which most stools do. Most stools do, but not not for the sake of our analogy, we don't typically use it. Yeah. I would say we, we touch a lot on um, the relations between the sales team and the production team. That, that dynamic is is an important relationship to, to keep in mind. It is. And in in most industries, there can be some some healthy conflict there. Uh, so the sales team can sometimes overpromise things to the customer. Sometimes they don't communicate well on scopes. Um, sometimes they miss things. So how to go back to the sales team and uh, get what you need from them um, and do it in a way that doesn't create this kind of tension that's mm -hmm. constantly building, right? Um, so we talk a lot about that, how to talk to sales reps uh, and all, all that good stuff. So that, that would, if we had a fourth leg, that would probably be it. I did a really good episode with Jim Falk and Connor Mulraney from Nolan Painting, I think at this point a year and a half ago, on the ops and sales dynamic. And Connell and Jim, how, how, how good could it really have been? There we go. Okay. We promised a sound effect. Just kidding. Yeah. We think that they're fantastic. Okay. No, but it, we, we found that we needed it important to, to bring two people who um, have been in both of those roles and have had conflict, have had healthy conflict, and at times maybe not have had healthy conflict, and really understand that that, that relationship dynamic can um, also be a huge component of what success looks like. Right. So this workshop, like we said, it's, it's coming up in January, um, January 18th, 23rd, and 25th. Um, we offer this every year. Sometimes we offer a couple of these workshops. Um, this year in January, we are offering one workshop. Um, we are not capping registration, so we encourage as many um, interested parties to sign up as possible. Again, this is just for Summit members. Um, if you're not a Summit member and you're interested in learning more, please feel free to reach out. Um, we do ask that when people show up, they come prepared to learn, right? They come prepared to potentially have a conversation. This is more of a teaching seminar, providing tools, providing yeah. content. It's it's definitely more classroom yes. um, content giving. Yes. Um, and challenging you to go go back and make your own systems and work with your with your leaders as opposed to interact. We do have we do have interactive and um, and workshops like that. I think we just have one the Yeah, field, the advanced field, advanced field management. Yeah. That is a, a smaller group it is a lot of um, breakout time. You know, we're offering a third session with, with that particular one. Um, but yeah, every every workshop comes with a, with a little bit different goal. And this is really of a, a classroom style. We do provide a job leadership manual to all participants. We also have it available in Spanish as well. Um, we do not give currently the workshop in Spanish, uh, but the, the materials are available. If you're looking to register, you can do so via a link in the Summit Weekly or reach out to anybody on the Nolan Consulting Group team. Colin, any final words on this workshop? Uh, so, yeah, so it's it's me and Connell. We're the, we're the ones putting it on. Um, if you can't make it or if you don't think it makes sense for you, no problem. I would just, like we said in the beginning, I would encourage you to do some reflection and think about 
how often are we training on these things in house? Because mm-hmm. um, even if you come to this, you, it's, you're going to need to go back and have some meetings and go, great, we got all this stuff. What, what do we want to do with it? Right. Um, so are, are you training in house? Is it consistent? Um, if somebody was to randomly sample your job leaders and ask them to bring, bring you, you through how they run a job, would it be consistent? Uh, across all job leaders. That's the goal we're going for here, is that when someone buys from your company, are you confident in the experience they're gonna be receiving and how that project's gonna be run? That's the ultimate goal. And if it's not happening, what are the tools that you can give them to make sure that it does? Right. Colin, thank you so much. I look forward to uh, January and seeing this workshop get kicked off. Thank you very much, looking forward to it. All right, have a good night. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.